Welcome to Paradigm Shift, the podcast about the intersection of business and law. By changing yourself, you can change your business. Now, here's your host, Christina Martini. Welcome to Paradigm Shift. My name is Christina Martini, and I am your host as we explore the intersection of business and law. In today's episode, we will continue to explore the topic of mindfulness. In last week's episode, we started by looking at the basics of mindfulness, what I call the five W's, the who, what, when, where, and why of mindfulness. We also discussed how to get started on your own mindfulness practice. In today's episode, I will share my own personal journey with mindfulness, and we will then explore 10 mindfulness tips to help you in your own journey. My personal journey with mindfulness began over 16 years ago. I had recently become a partner at my former law firm. There were a lot of great things happening in my life, and there was also a lot of stress. While I had always understood that a life in the law was going to be high stress and that it just came with the territory, I realized that with my promotion, that making it did not mean that somehow the stress was going to abate or become easier to deal with. It just meant that the nature of the stress was going to change and the number of plates I was spinning was going to keep increasing since the expectation is that as you advance in your career, you are able to handle more and more responsibility. As time went on, it became clear that I had to work on a few things about myself including how I work with others. At this point, it was not just about me working for other more senior attorneys anymore. True, I still needed to be there to help other colleagues with their clients, but I also needed to continue to develop my own practice and my own clients. And there were also leadership opportunities I wanted to pursue and to incorporate into my work life as well. Because these experiences were all going to help me to grow and develop as a professional and as a person. So as I took a step back from all of this, I realized that success and fulfillment were not just about being a great lawyer anymore. It was also about bringing other critically important skills to the table and further developing my ability to foster and deepen relationships, as well as to understand others and where they're coming from and to read and gauge situations and circumstances correctly, and to understand those people who are involved so that I could make the best decisions possible. I needed to be able to step away from the constant noise, pressures, and stress of everyday life in a law firm and create a quiet space for myself to focus on me and my development, even if just for a few minutes a day, so that I could do a better job for myself and for those around me. This is where meditation came into play in my life. I had learned about a meditation class that an instructor was teaching about a mile from my house. It was a style based on transcendental meditation, but which differed in a few ways. My husband encouraged me to consider taking the class, and he was willing to do it with me. We both had reached a particularly stressful juncture in our careers and we were willing to give it a try. He also had some previous experience with meditation and had good things to say about it. 
we decided to take the class and I found it to be very interesting and unlike anything I had ever taken before. I've learned a form of meditation which includes using a mantra along with focusing on my breath and heartbeat to achieve a level of focus and relaxation in a 20-minute period unlike any I had ever experienced. Ideally, I would be doing this meditation twice a day, once in the morning when I wake up and once in the late afternoon or early evening. Unfortunately, while I have been able to incorporate the morning meditation into my everyday life, I have yet to do so on a regular basis with the afternoon meditation. I have found it to be really hard to step out of the craziness of my day to take 20 minutes out in the late afternoon or early evening. However, I do a variation of it on my train ride home every night as a way to release my day and to relax for a few minutes before I get home each workday. Now, many years later, I'm able to look back at my experience with meditation and I'm able to say with confidence that I know it has had a fundamental impact on who I am today as both a person and a professional. I have been a beneficiary of all of the benefits I mentioned earlier. I believe that I've become a better person as a result of this aspect of my mindfulness practice. But I also know that there have been other very important aspects to my mindfulness regimen beyond just meditation. Like many others, I have been on a journey of self-fulfillment and self-improvement for a number of years, which has included a variety of activities beyond just meditation. For example, when I was in my late 20s, I took a series of classes that were focused on producing breakthroughs in the way people think about themselves and what it is possible for them to achieve. For a two-year period, I took classes that were grounded in a model of transformative learning, a way of learning that gives people an awareness of the basic structures in which they know, think, and act. From that awareness of what makes me tick, there was a fundamental shift that occurred for me that left me much more aware of and in alignment with my own possibilities and what was possible for my relationships with others in my life. I was able to see myself and to think and act beyond existing views and limits I had of myself, which enabled me to have big breakthroughs in my personal and professional life, as well as in my relationships and in my wider communities of interest. I took these classes a few years before my meditation class, and the two really complemented each other because they both focused on helping me turn down the noise of my everyday life and help me to understand the colored lenses through which we all see our lives and how that impacts the way we view ourselves, those around us, and our circumstances. In addition to these classes and learning how to meditate, I've also taken various self-development classes over the years and have worked with an executive coach for many years. These additional resources have been a great complement to the classes I mentioned and my meditation practice. The reason is that these pieces have all helped me to try to focus on being in the present and with people, rather than getting stuck in my head, which helps me to focus on the present moment and what is actually happening in front of me, rather than living in the past 
or trying to anticipate what is going to happen rather than just letting things unfold. All of these tools have helped me along in my journey. While my life continues to be as crazy as ever with even more responsibility than before, I feel like I am better equipped to handle whatever life may bring and that I am using tools that have helped me to stay focused on what is in front of me and which help me to relate to others around me in a more meaningful way than before. So now let's switch gears and take a look at 10 mindfulness tips. While some of you may be at the beginning of your mindfulness journey, others of you may be well along your way. Wherever you may be along your path, these are just a few suggestions for you as you move forward. First, keep in mind that mindfulness is a very personal journey. Getting help and advice from others, particularly as you begin your mindfulness journey, can be very helpful. Hearing how others got started and what has worked well for them as well as what hasn't can make a difference in figuring out what will work for you. But keep in mind that what will be effective for you may not necessarily work for those that you know, and vice versa. And some people in your circle may not understand what you are trying to accomplish. And that's okay. Just understand that it is a very personal journey and that you need to do what's best for you. It is okay if others do things differently or decide that a mindfulness practice is not for them. Next, keep in mind that there are many third-party resources available on the topic of mindfulness, and they can be very helpful, especially as you start out. Whether it is consulting online materials or speaking with a meditation instructor about taking a class or doing yoga every day, there are many different paths for you to begin and continue along your mindfulness path. Talking to others who are on a similar journey can be very helpful and can also serve as a resource. Don't be shy about reaching out. Next, keep in mind that lawyers are particularly well suited for a mindfulness practice. Why? Because of the nature of what we do, what it takes to do it well, and the significant amount of stress and distractions we have every day. A mindfulness practice can help us to navigate through all of these issues and to get more focused and centered so that we do a better job in our professions and in our lives and so that we can deal with stress and fatigue better. Remember, put it in the calendar. Like everything else in our busy lives, if you want to make sure that you can fit your mindfulness practice into your everyday life, you need to schedule it. By making an appointment with yourself, you increase the likelihood that you will actually follow through with whatever mindfulness exercises you plan to do on any given day. Next, remember to keep track of your progress. You can do this in a variety of ways. For me, I like to keep several journals which help me keep track of a number of things going on in my life. I have found that with writing out where I was before I started with my mindfulness practices and writing down the things that opened up for me once I started, I was able to track what worked well for me and what may not have been as effective. I recommend using whatever method works best for you so that you can chart your progress. 
Also, remember to change up your mindfulness routine over time. We all grow and change as we get older, and the things that we need to help us along our journey often change over time as well. I recommend taking stock periodically of where you are in your mindfulness practice and whether the various elements of your routine are still as valuable and effective for you as when you started doing them. After a certain period of time, circumstances and people serve their purpose and may no longer be a proper part of our journey, and that's okay. Exercise compassionate discernment when making these decisions and acknowledge the invaluable contributions that have been made to you on your journey. Also remember to have a support network around you. Getting the support of others can be really important, particularly as you start on your mindfulness journey. Just like getting into an exercise habit or any other new routine, it can sometimes be challenging to be as consistent as you plan to be when it comes to carving out time for your mindfulness routine. You may also know some people who will question what mindfulness is and why you need to spend time focusing on it. It is important to have a network of people around you that understand what you are trying to accomplish and who are willing to support you in achieving your goals. It is also great to have folks around you who are able to help answer any questions you may have, with whom you can brainstorm and who can provide advice if you need it. Next, remember that mindfulness is about more than just meditation. As mentioned earlier in this podcast, many people equate mindfulness with meditation. While meditation is often a key ingredient and provides a great vehicle for achieving mindfulness, it is not the only tool. As we saw before, mindfulness is about being aware of the present moment and trying to maintain that awareness as much as possible during the course of your day. It is not just about our own individual mental state. It is also about our interactions with others and separating what is really happening around us from what our perceptions are of what is happening in any given situation. Remember to keep an open mind to different possibilities beyond meditation when developing your mindfulness practice. Remember that your mindfulness practice is just the beginning. As I mentioned earlier, there is increased recognition, particularly among the lawyer population, that we need to do a better job of taking care of ourselves and our well-being. To that end, it is important to see your self-care routine as a panoply of activities that you have put together for yourself, and you should view your mindfulness practice as just one of any number of things you may do in that regard. Mindfulness practice on its own can be quite effective and powerful, but I speak from first-hand experience when I say that when you do it in tandem with any number of other things that help put you in a contemplative state and help you clear your mind, it can have an even more profound effect. Finally, pay it forward and support others in their mindfulness journey. As with other things in life, it is important to give back and show appreciation for all of the help and advice you may get along the way by helping others who may be at the beginning of their mindfulness journey or who could otherwise benefit from learning about your point of view and the lessons you have learned along the way. 
you can make a huge difference in the lives of others by sharing your experiences with them. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Paradigm Shift. We hope that you've enjoyed our discussion about mindfulness. This is a topic that we will continue to revisit in the coming weeks and months. We hope that you will join us for next week's show. I'm your host, Christina Martini. Please look for our weekly episodes every Tuesday. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Please visit us at www.paradigmshiftshow.com. We would love to hear from you. Please look for new episodes of Paradigm Shift every Tuesday.